the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next hour or so, um, you're kind of stuck with me. So if you'd like to join us, you can, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960, every Saturday from 10 to 12. We're here talking about cars and uh, you can uh, help me if you tell me about the year, the make, the model of the car, tell me what kind of mileage it's got, and then maybe give us the symptoms. What does not work well to, for everybody else is, is for us to talk about all the parts that you've already installed. Because if they didn't fix the car, then um, talking about those uh, is not really beneficial for the situation. So symptoms, that's what we talk about is symptoms. And there's a give and take associated with that because I'm going to ask you questions. And, and, and I must admit that every once in a while I get it right. I got two letters this week, one of them from the Midwest, who said that uh, I had guided him to the right area and he got his car fixed. And uh, he said that he had ordered a new throttle body for his Toyota to the tune of $500, and he got to return that because of the advice I offered him. However, I'm only as good as your symptoms. I'm only as good as your answers. So if I miss, it's your fault, not mine. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. He's in Mesa. He's the only shop in Mesa on my list. In 1970, they started, and they've been providing great service to their customers in the Mesa area. They have ASC certified technicians. They're really smart. They're good in diagnostics. They have friendly reminders to let you know when your vehicle may be due for service. So Thompson's Auto Repair is located on Main Street, just east of Stapley and Mesa. Brian and Thelma are the kind are the couple that you would hope to move in next to. They're that kind of people, and they're very, very kind. So my guest the next couple hours is a guy named Paul. We hired Paul about how long ago? About a month. About a month ago. And the reason why he's on the show with me is, is because we've had one service rider for the last month pretty much the last month, and Paul has been a workhorse that has surprised the entire operation because you're handling what typically is being handled by two people, and you're doing it all by yourself. Now, I also want to tell you that I walked in this morning, and I was amazed how clean your desk was, and I was amazed that there was no ticket sitting there waiting to be scheduled or in stage, what we call stage. They're ready to be assigned. So you guys did everything on Friday. We did. Yep. Just delivered everything. We did. Okay. So I, that pleases the heck out of me. I can see you're working. <laughs> now, your service rider job consists of what tasks? Uh, I deal with the customers. that They come in through the front counter. They explain their issues. Uh, I try and write that down as completely as possible. Uh, share that with the technicians. When, when uh, we do the repairs, I kind of 
explain to the technician what the what the customer said to me in case I missed something in the uh, typing it all out. And then uh, I just kind of watch the flow of the shop, kind of keep the work moving. Uh, if we have a parts issue, then we can kind of schedule around that. But that's pretty much what we do. And, and and so where are you in the hierarchy of things? Where do you where are you positioned? Are you um, are you watching out for for me? Are you watching out for you? Are you watching out for the technician? Who are you watching out for? Well, in my mind, uh, I try and be the uh, the eyes of the customer. I want to listen to what they say. I want to know what what their problem is, and I want to share that with the technician. And it's kind of uh, a fine line between being too uh, technical and not being technical enough. So that's pretty much my idea of what I do. So in the left ear, you're getting the customer's version of the symptoms, and then you're going to give it in, in, in a slightly more technical nature to the technician. Correct. But I think I told you at the very beginning that you are between the technician and the customer. Mm-hmm. So you're there to protect the customer from the technician. <laughs> <laughs> Your job is, is to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Your job is to facilitate the communication. But even more important than that, when the technician comes in and you know that this car's in for a vibration and he comes in and says the rear main seal needs to be replaced and that's $800, then what happens? What does your brain at that point do? That doesn't solve the customer's issue. Okay. That might solve the technician's financial issues, (laughs) (laughs) but it does not solve it for the customer. All right. So I I know that I wrote this down for you and I'm going to try to regurgitate it, but... (laughs) Um, We get the customer symptoms. Mm -hmm. We then dispatch it to the technician. Mm -hmm. The technician is supposed to diagnose the problem. Then there's an estimate prepared. And then, of course, you get the estimate okayed. The the last part is is we need to make sure that the symptom is now fixed. Mm -hmm. So the vibration's gone, the oil leak's gone, the miss is gone, the rough idle's gone, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that process is ingrained and branded into your head. Right. Okay. And that's important. As far as I'm concerned, I know there's lots of other shops that I've copied, and I admit that. I'll I'll meet somebody and we'll have dinner, or we'll we'll you know be at some kind of an association meeting, and they'll say something that I like, something that makes a difference to me, so I can institute that. Sometimes it doesn't work, but most of the time, if it caught my attention, it does work. So we're kind of interested in that kind of stuff. So you're going to help me interview customers. You're going to help me, and every time you've got a question, I want you to touch my arm, okay, because you're kind of to my right, and I'm watching the screen. Okay. So you're going to just touch me because that tells me I have a comment, all right? Sometimes okay. I'll look at you, too. So we're going to start with Hector. Hector, thank you for holding. How can we help you this morning? Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I have two uh, small questions. Uh, first one, I have a, a wiring, a universal wiring kit that I purchased from Painless Wiring okay. to put into my... 72 240Z. I was wondering what type of wire loom would you recommend that I use or where could I purchase or get information on that to protect the wire? Okay, so what you're talking about is is that you have a variety of options available to you. Um, you can wrap it all in black tape. Um, you can take some of that corrugated loom that has a split down the center and wrap the wires in and with it. And what other options do you think you have? Um, I so a mesh, 
I sell the the wire loop from Harbor Freight, that plastic one, like you said, a split middle that I put in, and the tape was not enough. I mean, I wanted to actually. I thought the tape would not be as protective, but it, you stayed as long as you tape. <laughs> yeah, it, you know now. So I know that the tape is an option, and I know the split loom. That the the stuff that split down the middle, the corrugated looking stuff, is an option. But did you have a third option? Um, there was a mesh that I looked up. It was it looked like a, a netting kind of a. It was it it was round also, but that was okay. expensive, so that was you know somewhat of an option. All right, Paul. What do you think? There is, uh, you can go to some of the better auto parts stores. There's a high temperature wrap you can buy that I would recommend for the uh, engine compartment and uh, specifically that goes near that exhaust manifold because uh, you, you really want something that's going to like a thousand plus degrees because that manifold on those things can get pretty hot. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and what that could be is a Teflon tape, that it, it's a heat tape. And and you can use that Teflon tape because you're right. My diesel gets, I mean, the exhaust temperatures on that um, are oftentimes can be 800 all the way up to, depending on who I'm racing with, um, all the way up to 1,100 degrees. <laughs> and, and, and actually, my wife races a lot, and so I, I watch her temperature on, on the exhaust of her car. But the I think you've got a couple of different varieties. depends on where the wire's at. You also have okay. heat, heat shrink. And for underneath the dash, where there is no exposure, um, you can get some heat shrink and slide it over the loom, and then you just warm it with a match or a little butane lighter, and it pulls together. And if you did that every foot, it would sure make diagnostic easier when we're underneath the dash because we don't have to cut the loom open. Um, The split loom works well underneath the dash because it's not exposed to heat and it's not exposed to sunlight. And it also makes it a little easier for us to open up a section of the loom. This, the, the braided stuff that you have, as long as it fits tightly, I like that. But it doesn't give you the rubbing protection that that split loom does. So it looks okay. nice. It looks nice. But last, there's a big difference in electrical tape. You can buy the really cheap stuff, and you can buy the really expensive stuff. And I like the 3M. And I like to wrap it where I overlap halfway on each one so i'm i'm one of those anal guys that will wrap my looms myself now here's what i did find out years ago you know how when you get to the edge of the loom you take your fingers and you just kind of stretch the tape and break it Uh uh-huh that never works (laughs) (laughs) you, you have to literally cut the end of it with a pair of scissors and then just gently roll it around because when you stretch it like that then you roll it around it's gonna come loose so that's what I would do. You've got lots of options, but I agree with Paul. Underneath the hood, you either use the Teflon a wrap tape, um, or you're going to have to figure some way to, to deal with the heat. Now, you could do on some of this Z-Car, you could keep away from the exhaust and loom it a little further away or run it up on the fender wells, but you still got the hood shut. And the hood shut it means the heat rises to the top, so the entire engine compartment's not necessarily going to vent all that heat. So, oh. and and and, but it does in the sense that when you're moving down the road, we got cold air running across the grill, across the radiator, and into the engine compartment. So that's going to drive some of the hot air out. However, as it goes through the radiator and the condenser, it gets superheated because both of those are hot. So it's not oh. like you got cold air there. So, anyway, that's that's the answer we're going to give you. Okay. 
Okay, thank you very much. You betcha, you betcha. Wiring loom. I'll put his number down there. Wiring loom. So that's a, that's a, an unusual question I've never had before. Hmm. But actually, we talked about four different kinds of looms. And as many hot rods as we see, you'll see all of those kinds on there. And oftentimes, you'll get the loom with the wire harness that you get, especially that one braided one, that one netting one. You'll right. see that one a lot. The hard part is, is if you're going to put loom on it, it can't be something that's solid round because of the connectors at the end. So either you're going to have to cut some wires, slide the loom on, and then put the wires back together, right. or you're going to have to use the split loom. So the split loom solves that particular problem. 602 And if you're outside the Phoenix area, then we have a number for you, 888-960-9696. 888-960-9696. With me is Paul. He's a new service writer at our facility. He comes as a well-experienced service writer, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the things he likes in our industry and some of the things he doesn't like in our industry, and he'll give me some uh, some examples of that. If you'd like to uh, ask Paul a question or if you'd like a car question answered, then again, that number is 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. This is KKNT. We'll be back right after this. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. A new era has started in America. And with it, a new attitude, outlook, and feeling of purpose. It's going to be only America first. Can President Trump deliver on his promises from the campaign? And will the Democrats come around and get on board or just be a roadblock? One thing's for sure, it will be interesting. And you can follow it all right here. Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle Right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. How would you like to make an extra $1,200 to $7,800 monthly safely investing in real estate tax lien certificates? Hi, I'm Tony Martinez, co-founder of USTLA, and over the last 20 years, I've been investing in tax lien certificates, making 16% to 25% secured fixed returns while acquiring highly discounted properties mortgage-free. Now, I want to show you how to with my 50-page revealing report called Proof Why Tax Lien Certificates Are the Superior Vehicle for Your Financial Success. In my report, you'll learn where to find tax lien certificates, how to safely earn 
earn 16 to 25 percent secured fixed returns and how to acquire valuable real estate at huge discounts mortgage free now for a limited time i'll give anyone that calls a free copy of my powerful new report call 800-219-9172 now to get tony's free report 800-219-9172 in the next 30 minutes and tony will give you two free tickets to his live training coming to the phoenix area a 300 value call 800-219-9172 800-219-9172 now Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app, but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Paul. He's a new service writer that has uh, come to work for us. And um, I, I want to tell you that uh, the time you've been here, you've done really, really well. Oh, and thank you. we've you've been in situations that um, where you've had to just haul the entire load of service writing on your shoulders. And um, it's not gone unnoticed that you've done a pretty good job of that. Oh. Thanks. All righty. <laughs> IMM Auto Services in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. Um, why are they important? Well, if you own a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, and an Alfa Romeo, then they're important to you because that's what they specialize in. Now, they can handle all the cars in your garage. So Chevy, Toyota, Ford, Dodge, Honda, they can handle those. But if you've got a Volvo, Saab, Fiat, or Alfa Romeo and one of those, then IMM can be a one-stop service center for you. So they're just south of the the 101, actually south of the 202, just west of the 101, and they've been in business since 1972, so they're not a bunch of spring chickens. That's IMM Auto Service. Let's go to the phones. Bill, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Yeah, I have a, I just bought a uh, 2005 uh, Buick LaCrosse, and uh, the front two tires were replaced last year. But the back ones are six years old. Um, I guess the question is, should I replace them? No. Paul? Yes? Again, it depends on what kind of driving you do and the condition of the tires. Okay. Okay. Do they have acceptable tread to them? Oh, like they've never been driven. Okay. And I think you're asking the question is because of all this 
all this dialogue that's going on all over the United States about when tires expire and when you should get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So based on that, you've got an 05 LaCrosse, and if those are the original rear tires, those tires are 12 years old. Yes? Uh, these tires are six. Okay, fine. They have 11. The second two digits are 11. Okay. Then those tires are six years old, like you said. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I want to tell you that I'm deeply involved in this tire issue as a consultant and as an expert. And I thoroughly believe that 8 to 10 years is the window. Oh, I'll really? tell you, there's so much misinformation. There's people out there that talk about that uh, that Arizona is different. So mm-hmm. you'll have people that will tell you in Arizona you need to change them every 5,000 miles. And that's just flat out, um, can I use an acronym, BS. <laughs> that's just that's just wrong. And then they talk about, well, my tires uh, are in my garage all the time, so they should last longer. That's a lie. They talk about um, that uh, I'm from Minnesota, so I don't have the temperatures. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. The, the fact of the matter is, is your window is 8 to 10 years. I want to tell you that on my family's car, if they're in town here and they're not hauling a bunch of my grandkids to L.A. to go to Disneyland, then I'm going to cycle out their tires at 9 or 10 years. But frankly, they're gone long before that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really up against that. But in your particular case, I, let me put it to you in a really clear way. If you wanted to take my four grandkids to Disneyland in that car, I'd let them go with you. Okay. All right. So, reason the reason I'm asking is there's microscopic checking on those sidewall. I say microscopic; you can hardly see it. Uh, at least I couldn't uh, without a uh, without a magnifying glass. And I can tell you that that is a that is an issue because there are about five tire guys in the in the Arizona area that are experts. One of the very best guys, John Dawes, just passed away. But John and I had discussions about this. And here's the problem. You could get 20 guys that are tire experts to look at weather checking, and you'd get 20 different answers on uh-huh. whether or not it's good or it's bad. But I'll tell you what my opinion is. My opinion is is the weather checking is so deep you can see the air inside of the tires. It's yeah. time to get rid of it. <laughs> but a small amount of weather checking on the outside of a tire is of no concern of me personally. Okay. Now, I'll tell you who I do respect. I respect Discount Tire. Now, Discount Tire has drawn the line at 10 years, so they will not even touch rotate, balance, patch a 10-year-old tire, period, period, period. So they've kind of set the standards because nobody else has done that. Last but not least, let me explain the real issue here. The real issue is is we got the tire companies. If we start expiring tires, what do you think their sales will do? Okay. <laughs> kind of drop. <laughs> well, think about this. If we're expiring in the tires, then there, people are going to be expiring tires. It's just like food, a, a gallon of milk. It goes in the trash and you buy a new one. Right. So their sales are going to increase. It's been estimated 30 to 50%. Yeah. All right. Now, on the other side of this issue, we got lawyers. Okay. And, and if we expire your tires at 10 year and the tire blows out at 11, they can't sue anybody because mm-hmm. you were supposed to get rid of that tire. So the lawyers don't want the expiration date on a tire because that eliminates some of the cases that they get to file. The tire manufacturers don't want they do want a limit on the tire so they can sell more tires. So those are the two opposite camps. Right. And that's the whole story. Right. All righty. Okay. I have another question if I may. Go ahead. 
I have a uh, 97 uh, E150 <clears throat> with a V6 in it, and it's set a 0340 uh, cam position light. Okay. And I guess I kind of wonder, is the thing still run? Sounds decent and everything. And what's the danger of driving it that way? Or okay. What can be the problem? Because I've tried to check out the uh, position sensor, and it checks out according to the book. Okay, well, you really can't check out the sensor unless you put it on an oscilloscope or you watch it in a scanner. Oh, okay? okay. So um, the, the, he, he, let me tell you, how many miles are on this thing, by the way? 142. Okay. This could be some slop in the timing chain that the cam sensor is picking up. So if I were charged with the responsibility, I'd put it up on the rack, mm -hmm. and I would um, have somebody look at the distributor, and I would be underneath there, and I'd have a big pry bar, and I'd be moving the engine left and right. And I would have him touch my wrench but look at the distributor, and if the rotor and my wrench move in complete synchronization, the timing gear is okay, the timing oh. and gear chain. If there's a lot of movement where I'm moving the wrench down below and the distributor's not working, mm -hmm. then that's something we might want to address. Mm -hmm. There, There is little if, in the absence of any other symptoms, there is little if any risk other than you're not going to pass emissions. Because they plug into your car and if you have a code, right. they're not going to pass you. Right. So if you wanted to wait on this until it got worse... I wouldn't have any problem with that if you were my customer. I see. Okay. All righty. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I've got a year until I have to re renew my license on that thing. So yeah, I have a till then. I went and I went. I have a uh, OBD reader. Right. And so I turned it off, and then I went and drove it, and it came back on again. So I know that's there. Yeah. Well, see, here's the deal. The crankshaft sensor tells you what's next cylinder. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. The cam sensor tells it when to start counting. The fact that it still runs <laughs> says the cam sensor's not bad, because if the cam sensor's not bad, then the computer doesn't know when to start sending fuel and spark. So how do we know if we hear one, two, three, four, five, six? It's really, it's this, it's this. There's six. Where do I start counting one? Does that make sense to you? That's what the cam sensor does. It tells it when to start counting, but the crankshaft sensor gives it the revolutions, but the camshaft sensor says when to start counting. The fact that it starts and runs tells me that the cam sensor is not bad. It could be something else, but it's not the cam sensor. 602-508-0960. Bruce and Larry, you'll be my first two callers on the back side of the brick. I'm Mark Salem. This is 960 KKNT. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird. 
just west of the 101. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The right to free speech has been a cornerstone of our democracy from the moment our Constitution was created. And yet, over 200 years later, this crucial right is under attack from an unlikely source, college campuses. With safe spaces, protesting speakers, and political correctness run amok, our universities have become the most dangerous place for ideas in the country. That's why Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have teamed for their new movie, No Safe Spaces. It's a thoughtful yet entertaining look at how we got here, and how we can fix it. But they need your help. Hollywood won't make this movie. The only way to get this important message to the masses is with the help of people like you. And so far, the response has been amazing. Originally, it was slated for a limited release, but as the support poured in, they realized this message was too important. So now, they want to get it into theaters across the nation. That's why they've started a campaign to raise enough money to do just that. And you can help. Just go to their website, nosafespaces.com, and donate today. Again, that's nosafespaces.com. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem here with Paul, a new service writer that works for us, and his wife, Jan. And um, I'm going to ask you the really hard question just real quick. How long have you been married? 39 years this August. You cheated, though, because she just told you that. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a smart man. I listen to my wife. Well, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I, I think as we get older, we learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, Renee and I are either 42 or 43. I don't know. We got married in February, so we're either approaching 42 or approaching 43. I don't really care. Anyway, <clears throat> but we should be proud. Because we're probably in a, a single-digit percentage. Anyway, let's do what we said. We're going to go to Bruce real quick. Bruce, you're first. How can I help you? 
Hey, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to thank you. You helped me out with an RV a little while a while ago, and uh, my old RV, and I was a new customer to your shop the other day. I was very impressed, and everybody was real accommodating and uh, helpful to me there. So I wanted to thank you for that. I've got a... Um, a 2500 HD Duramax Allison uh, with about 30,000 miles. It's a 2011. So far, the dealer has replaced the complete def tank uh, twice. Once, um, I believe it was a pump, and this, they had to change the whole thing. And the second time uh, was the heater in the in the tank, so they changed the tank again. Um, and there's supposed to be a, according to the manual, I'm supposed to get a warning at 1,000 miles, tells me to add def, and then another warning at three, 300 miles, where it starts beginning the countdown to go into the limp mode. And I, I'm running blind because I never get the 1,000-mile warning like it tells me I'm supposed to. And, it, and I'm just wondering if there's anything, is this a, a recurring problem on these on these vehicles? Or no. Something? No, let me ask you a question. Was everything okay before they start doing their tank replacement? Uh, yeah, when I first got it, as I said, I had 15,000. I got the 1,000-mile warning. I put DEF in it. Okay. Um, it cleared. All right, All right. well, and, and that's that's the question, though. The question is, is did the 1,000 and 300-mile work before they started all this stuff, right? Right. And then now... We're not, it's not working, right? Right. Okay. So this is really their problem because they created the problem. So this is this is an easy thing to deal. You go back and you're just nice and you say to them, um, somehow or another, you've changed something that's important to me and I no longer get the 1,000, I don't longer get the 300. And right. the only thing I'm going to tell you before you go is, is look in your owner's manual because... It may very well be that if you don't reset everything properly, that it's just going to go along forever. So just make sure that there is no reset on your def light. Now, it's entirely possible that the sensor is in the tank, and that's going to turn it on. But I doubt the sensor is in the tank, because how the heck would the sensor know if he hits, if he's down to 300 or he's down to 1,000, unless it's a two-stage sensor? So when the fluid gets below this, it's 300, and when it gets below, or gets below here, it's 1,000. And it gets below here, it's 300. So okay. I, I don't know. And they wouldn't have dealt with the def tank. So, But I, in a nice way, you just say, this is something I, I'm, I'm sure you gave me. Uh, I'm 99% sure you gave me. And so before you spend any of my money, please call me with a diagnostic and, a, and, a, and an estimate. But from, from right now, um, I, I think you just need to review the work that you did. Okay. That's a nice way to handle it. Okay. okay? Hey, thanks. All right. Thank you, Bruce. Lute, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes. Hi, Mark. Thanks for your continuous support and Th help. Uh, 1996 uh, Plymouth Voyager. Uh, I have uh, the electrical problem with it, and that's all my gauges on the front panel, they went down. Number one. Number two, my brake lights. The tailgate lies. The brake lamp doesn't come on when I press the brake paddle. While uh, the uh, middle light, which is on the tail on the on the gate itself, on the uh, on the wind on the on the glass side, that comes on with okay. the brake, but All the right. two end doesn't. 
All right, well, we'll deal with one at a time. The dash gauges could be a bad connection. They can be a fuse, and I'll tell you why I think they're related. There used to be a time in fuse world that we hooked your dash gauges to your taillights. So when your dash gauges went out, the fuse popped, you lost your taillights, and that's dangerous. But they never told anybody that. <laughs> and and so people didn't know that. So before you do anything, I strongly suggest that you you check the fuse for the dashes, and that'll be in your owner's manual. Now, looking at it ain't good enough. You got to take it out, and you got to put an ohmmeter across it, or you got to check it with a 12 volt test light or with a digital volt ohmmeter, because looking at it's not good enough. So it, check the dash. FYI, I check them all whatsoever under the uh, steering wheel, okay, and also the one uh, in the which actually is not uh, is not recommended. The fuse box, you know, which is okay. at the lift uh, with the engine. I check them all. Everything okay. looks good. All right. Then somebody's got to go in and do a diagnosis to find out if the connection's bad, if the electrical is bad, is the ground missing, or do you have a printed circuit problem at the back of the dash? So somebody has to do some diagnosis that's going to involve taking that dash panel apart. With respect to, you said you had the center brake light on, but you're missing the brake lights on either side of the center. Is that what you said? That is correct, and okay. also when I put the trailer, the trailer brakes comes on, and that is uh, put by the U-Haul, you know, I put a hitch. I understand, I understand. So we have to go in and look for power ground at each one of the sockets, because we're grabbing the trailer harness before the taillights. So we're not grabbing them after the taillights, we're grabbing them before the taillights. So the fact that your trailer works is nice information, but it's not important to me. The fact of the matter is is that I'm going to start at the bulbs and work my way forward. So I don't know if you have bad sockets. I don't know if you have two bad bulbs. I don't even know if you have a good ground to the two bulbs. But if the brake lights work, then the ground is sufficient. So if the brake lights work but the taillights don't work, then that's a ground, or it could be vice versa. It could be that your park lights work but your brake lights don't, and that still could be a ground. But, you know, your car is 11 years old, and it's entirely possible that this is a bad connection that fixes both of them. But it's, it's, all I can tell you is, is when you go in, have them fix one problem at a time, because sometimes the first problem will fix the second problem, and you don't want to pay two diagnostic charges. So just go in and have them pick one. I'd probably pick the taillight one myself and deal with the taillights first and then go from there. Anyway, thank you very much, Luke. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Earnings vary based on your effort. 
Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-550-7400. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. That's 1-800-550-7400. That's 1-800-550-7400. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, sometimes, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Well, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, sitting to my right is Paul. He's a new service writer at our facility, and we're just kind of breaking him in, and, and he gets to hear what our philosophy is, and uh, he gets to hear us answer questions, And uh, but he's got plenty of experience. And, and you brought up a good point that I didn't catch. It appears that he had just had, uh, and, and his name was Lute, he had just had U-Haul install a trailer hitch. Right. And and if the if there's a relationship between those, then the first place to do is go back to U-Haul and be nice. You know, walking in and yelling and screaming usually doesn't get you anywhere. So That's just true. be nice. I have something that I didn't have before you put on the hitch. Now here's the deal: they kind of have to diagnose it in order to answer the question if if this is their fault or not. So it's kind of like I say on the radio a lot: no one knows what it is until we diagnose it. So if a customer says to me, you caused this problem, I really have to diagnose it first before I can say it is my fault or not my fault. That's true. So you have to find it. And and the problem is is that I have to do that for free. So in order to, to diagnose the car and say it's not my problem, it's this problem, I have to diagnose it for free. So 
Don't think for a minute that they're going to be able to bring a bunch of cars in <laughs> and use that example because that ain't going to work. All righty. Larry Harker's Auto is in Phoenix. He's 38th Avenue in Indian School, and he, he has been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen are the two big dogs at Larry Harker's Auto, but I want to tell you about Bob. Bob is probably one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. He has tenacity, and he has the basic fundamentals of how, how old cars and new cars work. So if you've got electrical brake issues, auto issues, vehicle emission issues, maintenance issues, whatever you've got, then Larry Harker's can take care of. But if you've been around town and nobody can fix your problem, then you need to take it to Harker's because Bob can. Again, 38th Avenue and Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto. Bruce, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. I've told you before, my neighbor is the one that had that Dodge truck with power steering gearbox. Okay. All right. I have two questions, and I'll ask them, and then you can answer them. Okay. I've heard them before on your station. The first one is your cool tool, the brake fluid tester. I have looked those up. Is there a difference between dot three and dot four at the tester level? No. Okay, so they're the same tester. Because I find them both ways, and there's a difference in price, and I didn't know. No, um, you're, it's going to be hard. It's going to be you're going to be hard pressed to find three, but three has always been like four. It may have a ten degree difference either on boiling point or something like that, but they're very interchangeable. And so, yes, you can get either one, but um, I would get one that does both, just in case somebody had an old can of dot three in their garage and you need to test for that. Okay, I haven't been able to find a three four tester. I found three and I found four, but not both. All right, then if I were you, I'd get the fork. Because hands down, first of all, you're not going to know what's in the in the master cylinder, and I haven't seen a can of dot three uh, for ten years. So uh, okay. I I think you're best to do four. Got it. All right, I'm on with that. The second question has to do with trailering and tires, and I and I know you're the guru on that. I cannot remember what you said. You said it on the air about bring the infrared temp gun and shoot the tires between the, where the tread and the sidewall meet. And I can't remember what you said was the high temperature for risk of, of catastrophic failure okay. uh, and it's, all that stuff. I just don't remember. All righty. Well, we're, we're talking about the crown of the tire, which is where the tread meets the sidewall. And you're going to buy one of those digital temperature guns from uh, Harbor Freight. Mm -hmm. And um, you're going to give that to your wife, who has pretty fingernails, because she's never going to check the air in your tires when you're on a trip, because she's going to get her hands dirty. And while you're filling up the car and washing the windows and getting all the kids freezies and soda pops and all that kind of stuff, she's going to walk around and gun each of the tires. More important than anything else, we're looking for that they're all the same. So right. if, if they're all 110 or 120 or 30 or 40, that's fine. At 250 degrees, the glue is going to come apart shortly after that, and you're in really big trouble. But I want to tell you, I've had a temperature gun, and I own from semi-trucks down to motorcycles. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. I have never had a truck of mine, even when I'm driving the semi, and I'm hauling two big tractors up to the ranch, and I'm weighing within 10 pounds of my gross weight. <laughs> I've never seen a tire that approached 200. The most I've ever seen is about 150, 155. And I already knew that tire was coming apart, but I was 10 miles from home. I was driving the big truck with the tractors, and I knew it was going to blow out, but I didn't care because I was 10 miles from home. And it was an inner duel anyway, so I didn't have the equipment to do it. So to answer your question, you're looking for some... Symmetri How's it, what's the word I'm looking for? Symmetrical. 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 
You're looking for some kind of of, of, of relationship between all of them. If all of them are 110 and one of them is 160, then you got a problem. And the problem may very well be that that tire just needs air. So, right. okay. so skip checking the temperatures or skip taking the pressures anymore. Just use that temperature gun and plus your wife will, you know what else? You can use it when you're cooking. So when you're grilling steaks, you, you fly cut the steak and you stick that uh, temperature gun in there. And 165, I think, is rare or medium rare. Mm-hmm. And then like 175 is medium and 178 or 180 is well. So you can use that temperature gun there. You can use the temperature gun if your engine's overheating. You can gun the top hose and the bottom hose. And if they're both the same, the thermostat's not stuck. But if the top one is cold and or top one's hot and the bottom one is cold, then the thermostat's stuck. So you right. can you can use that thing actually to find um, hot spots in a wiring in a wiring loom if you've got a short. So yeah, that's what I would do. Just buy one from, buy a couple from Harbor Freight and um, and put one by the barbecue. Is there is there a an acceptable difference between, on a tandem axle trailer? What's the acceptable range between the temps front axle to rear axle? Ah, you bring up a good point. Now here, let me let me put put a picture in your mind. The tongue of the trailer is too low, and the bed of the trailer is resting on the ball. So, which set of tires, the front axle or the rear axle, is going to be the hottest? Well, that would, in that case, it'd be the front. Absolutely. That's, that's where the flow matters. Absolutely. So if you were driving your truck, like my horse trailer, and if the front tire, the front axle is running hotter than the back axle, I have two choices. I move some of them fat horses to the back of the trailer, <laughs> or I'll raise the tongue of the trailer with my adjustable hitch. Correct. So, okay. so and, and then and one other thing on this tire thing, now you got me going. I tell a story that we went to Tucson. We're hauling horses down to New Mexico. My wife gets out, and she comes to me, and she says, the tires on the right side of the truck and the trailer are 20 degrees hotter than the left side. Okay. You know what it was? No. We're heading to Tucson. The sun's setting in the west, and so (laughs) the sun is on the right side of the truck and trailer. So those tires are very the same, but they're 20 degrees higher than the tires that aren't in the sun. Okay. So she figured that out. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, listen, thank you very much. Thank you. All righty. Bob, you're up next. Bob, how can I help you? I got a rear-wheel drive, and uh, my front end seems to have a little vibration. My steering has a vibration, and when I put it neutral, it seems to go away. Do you know what that might be? Okay. I need you to get off of the Bluetooth or whatever you've got there. Um, I don't have I'll, I'll, that's my speakerphone out. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. So tell me that again. I, I heard you say something. You have a vibration in drive that's not in park or in reverse that's not in park. Is that right? Yes. When, I, when I'm driving, it's a little vibration. When I put it neutral while it's still moving, it, it, go, it goes away. Okay. Now, this is what I want you to do tom- today or tomorrow, okay? Uh, no, no, no. no. Oh, I, I said that wrong. Oh, yeah, when I put it neutral, it goes away, right? Okay. All right. So here's what I want you to do. In the morning, you start it up, and I want you to pay attention to park, reverse, neutral, and drive. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to focus on the vibration in park, and then I want you to put it in reverse, and I want you to hold your foot on the brake and just kind of tap the the motor a little bit, just kind of run, run, run. Then I want you to do that neutral, and I want you to do it in drive. If you find that the vibration is predominantly in drive and it's not in park, neutral, or reverse, 
then the motor mount, that what we call the load motor mount, is bad. And so if the vibration is there in drive and not in park, neutral, or reverse, then the load mount, and you have four mounts, the load mount is the way that the engine tilts when you throttle up. So as you accelerate from the traffic light, the engine's going to fall on this one big pillow mount. Well, that's the one that takes the beating because you're on that, you're you're laying on that, the motor's tipping on that mount all the time. So this isn't a hard one. This is one that some gray-haired guy is going to walk out in the parking lot, sit in your car, and diagnose this in about three seconds. I don't know about the young kid with three whiskers, but I can tell you the gray-haired guys have walked this path before. Is there any problem? I just I never even get up to 40 miles an hour. I just go back and forth to the store. Maybe I drive 35 miles an hour. Is that going to hurt the car? It's a 91 car. It's probably not going to hurt that car, will it? No, no, you're not. And if you were going to do the mounts at how many miles are on that car again? Bob? Well, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, 167. Okay. If I were you and you're only sticking around town here, I wouldn't do any of them. You're going to get some shops that say, "Oh, you got to do all of them." You're going to get some shops that say, "You got to do the two matching ones." And then you're going to get a hundred different things. But if that's all you got, and all you do is drive around town to the liquor store and back. Then I'm That's saying right. you don't do them. <laughs> well, well, I I said the grocery store. I left out the liquor store. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. You know that. Well, but I'm not. <laughs> well, and I want to tell you, thank you for letting me tease you because a lot of times they'll snap back at me. I don't go to the liquor store. I was just joking. So no, uh, it's in walking distance. So. All righty. All right. Well, good uh, enough. All righty, uh, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Tom, good morning to you. How can I help you? Um, hi, I have a high-mileage Hyundai Elantra, and um, I have two questions, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you the one that I think is the most perplexing to me. Okay. I have a low idle, and I've tried to diagnose a couple of things. Okay, stop, because we only have two minutes in the segment. Let me ask you a question. Is it low, cold, and hot? Uh, yes. Is it low air conditioning on, air conditioning off? Uh, when the air conditioning is on, sometimes it goes up. Okay, perfect. And what does low mean? Are you looking at your tack? Is low 500, 600? 700. 700? Yeah. And that's in drive, 700 in drive? What's the matter with that? Uh, it stalls occasionally and surges uh, okay. when I stop. How many miles are on this uh, Elantra? 290,000. Okay. If I were the shop, I would say to you this. I want to clean the throttle blades. I did want it? to. Who did it? Me. Okay. Well, you. Did you. Cl... <laughs> um, it, 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 did. Do you know where to clean the throttle blades? Where's the most important part of cleaning the throttle blades? I don't understand the question. Okay. All right. Um, well, we're up against a time constraint, so I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll get you on the other side of the hour. But the question is, is when you clean the throttle blades, what portion of the throttle blades did you clean? Did you clean the front side of the blades or the back side of the blades? What what did you clean? How did you clean it? Did you use a carburetor spray? Did you use soap and water? What did you do? Um, because I'm 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 thinking that what you did is not what I would have done, and I'll share that with you. 
but I'm kind of interested. In, and then I'll take your second question as well on the other side of this. So just stay right there. We've got four open lines, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Staden. We'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.